Hello. Hello, hello. Good day, everyone. Welcome back to Connecting Conversations podcast. Um, hope you are chiming in from wherever you are and you're excited for our discussion today. As you can see, we're back. Um, <laughs> ready to tackle another yes, conversation. We are. I feel like <laughs> when people say that we're back, it's like we didn't really go anywhere either. No, it is, <laughs> but you know, we just showed up again, um, together, just us two, um, having another conversation. I really got to say that I think every time we've done this, this conversation together, it's been really, mm -hmm. really good. It's really great to take stock of, I think, the kind of different landmarks that we kind of reach or checkpoints mm -hmm. that we reach in the development mm -hmm. of what Keisha Connect is doing, what Connecting Conversations has been doing. Like, it's been a great couple of months. I think, you know, like, it, I think it's really important. I think no matter what you're doing, it's 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 taking opportunity to just stop, sit back, and reflect. Yeah. Because most of us, maybe it's just me, but I feel like a lot of people seem to feel like they're so busy getting onto the next thing. You know, mm. especially when you're growing something like from the bottom up, just like what we're doing. And I imagine there's lots mm. of other startups or other people doing projects that when you're mm. when you are the one that's the sole investor of building doing all the groundwork you know sowing all yeah. the seeds in mm. networking across the, you know across there's no like nine to five element of it you know yeah. it's so important yeah. to like actually let's take a step back and see what we've achieved where have we come from from where we started and I think it's always pleasantly surprising and encouraging mm. I think it gives kind of like you know fuel to keep going for the next layer yeah. what do you think yeah. I think so. I think, and it kind of helps us to stay accountable as well, in in my opinion. Um, it gives us that extra leg of motivation, that encouragement. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it's just a great opportunity to kind of sit back and look at the successes, but also look at probably the gaps that we've encountered and perhaps yeah. what we can do better and where we can go. And I think it just helps to fuel our vision and purpose for what we want to do as a business. And kind of you know be here in the long long run and um create mm -hmm. sustainable change which is what we're here for so yeah exactly. we're not going anywhere we're just continuing to evolve that's my that's my word for this year I evolve. Love that. um so we're doing that with Kahisha Connect and this podcast <laughs> and I think it's so great I'm so happy like when we decided to do this conversation and do a reflections moment is I had to then sit and think of myself, what are those things? And when I look back, mm. we think about, we've definitely recorded over 20 episodes on a podcast. We never knew that would be the case. Mm. I think I hear statistically, and don't quote me on it, but statistically, mm -hmm. a lot of podcasts don't get past their seventh episode. We've absolutely exceeded that. And I think mm. we never thought about it when we got onto doing this, realizing that creating a platform for honest and safe space conversations mm. about really purpose-driven things that are impacting not just people's professional lives, which is kind of the remit that we involve ourselves in, mm -hmm. but it's impacting like actual individual psychology, people's personal yeah. experience, people's identity processes, because mm. we spend so much time at work or building things outside <laughs> of this life, but we never really take stock of how much that is really inputting the mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. internal of the people involved. Mm. And I think that's just been an incredible journey thinking about that. And also yeah. like, you mentioned that we're purpose-driven. I feel really chuffed about the fact that we've been able to do some incredible projects over the last couple of months. I feel like maybe you should have some of the stuff that we've oh. been doing so far. That would be so fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as you was talking, I was just kind of thinking about like little things as well that perhaps we haven't actually 
discussed or talk about much. Um, but I think one of the one of the biggest projects that we've worked on was with Motorsport UK and a team yeah. of engineers um, within the motorsport industry. And it was headlined by Jai Campbell, who we actually had on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very early on. So um, it was it was great to kind of collaborate with them and work with them to put together a program in yeah. in the hopes of educating and inspiring young people, but also people from um, underrepresented backgrounds. So that was that was really good. And we actually created the program. We brainstormed what that would be. You know, we got all the materials required for it. Um, I'll put a little video in the episode so people can see and watch that once yeah. again. But I think it was just really good to kind of be in that space, not not mm. just in the program, but actually delivering that on site with the young people, getting the feedback, seeing their faces light up, you know, hearing the conversations that they were having, missions mm -hmm. were. I think for me, just being in that moment, I yeah. felt so humbled and so grateful that I even had the opportunity to do that, but more so to do that um, representing Cohesia Connect. What were your thoughts? Um, you actually went before me, so I was we one did. of I did, I did. And I think this was interesting. Oh. Yeah, it was interesting, I think, like you said, there were so many different stages to that project, wasn't there? Mm. There was the element of like we were in conversations with this amazing group of engineers i mean that that's not even anywhere near kind of our remit of work but it opened up a whole new world for us and i loved mm. that enriching experience altogether and i think that's one of the first things that i think i really loved about even that project was how many doors being in a startup of our own was opening in mm. industries so that if we were to stay you know just in our professional world and just stuck to kind of like a nine to five mm. you know type of job we wouldn't really have that kind of exposure and the opportunity yeah. to learn like my mind even though we never lost who we were as the dni specialist you know as mm -hmm. part of the team of the project but being exposed to actually a whole world of motorsport um mm. how exclusive it is how limited it is in terms of its diversity and just mm -hmm. inspired to see people who are trying to knock down those walls and come alongside them i don't think that's always an opportunity that you get always when you're mm. not doing something like what we're doing and and i just appreciated just how enriching that i had an opportunity to learn something new and meet a whole load of different people and just connect yeah we're doing i know we say it's in the name and perhaps in might be a bit cliche but it's so true I think it's such yeah. magic in that connection because I know that from this point if any other kind of project comes on these faces have become so great when you work together mm -hmm. you build something together even though we come from very different worlds and, and areas of expertise just how much like that connection that was built during that working interaction together as yeah. a teammate just mm -hmm. you know that's a long-term thing now I won't have yeah. to think about if I was to think about anything to do with engineering <laughs> or motorsport, we've got a pool of people that we care about so dearly. It's just been amazing yeah. not just getting to know their expertise, but getting to the people behind that has been incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the, the next bit was just like, I, I love working with you. I wouldn't be here unless we didn't. <laughs> we're capable of. This is our first baby project. And yeah. That we had since starting Cohesia Connect. And it, it hit all the boxes. We're very passionate yeah. about being purpose-driven impact driven community and underrepresentation mm. how can we help to elevate you know and yeah. create some balance and an equilibrium in those realms and mm. in every way it met that and i felt like you said quite humbled by the fact this was this was given to us as an opportunity yeah. 
I don't know how fortunate others who are on their journey, especially if they've got kind of purpose-driven, you know, mm. startup that they're trying to do or projects, if they, how often or how soon they are able to get on to doing what they really want to do. Because, you know, there's sometimes yeah. a lot of front work and I need mm. to like, build what I'm doing, establish who we are on those fronts, but to actually be, and it was just in the heart of it so much. And mm. with an organisation like UK Motorsport as well, that was such an incredible privilege, I think. Um, yeah it showed me also about like how much we really can't give up because we started those conversations from last year's summer and yeah. materialized in delivery and in, in kind of may yeah and I think that really patience is out. endurance mm. is a different kind of like you know mm. trait that we need to acquire if you don't have it already yeah and you know at the end of the day it all comes down to connection and network and I think that's what allowed us to even get to that point. And, you know, we've been quite, like you said, fortunate in meeting these people, getting introduced yeah. to these different um, faces within sport, within motorsport. And it's just been really great to engage with them and network with them. I, I, I knew Jai from, you know, years ago, and I never thought that, right. you know, this time will come around where we actually work mm. together so I think for anyone out there I think it really starts with that connection building that um you know getting to know people networking because you just don't know who can give you the baton to go on and take the lead with something else or build something else or do something and I think for us we've been lucky to to be around great people who are willing and you know very happy to support us and get and get us to where we want to go yeah I love so that. let's talk about yeah. like, the podcast has been I think the I wouldn't say the underdog but the surprise little baby that's just seemed to be blossoming in such a lovely mm. way I feel like we've mm -hmm. had some incredible people on our platform and conversations tell me about so far maybe some of the conversations that you've hosted on our platform that have really stood out for you and why Oh, there are so many. Um, <laughs> they really are. But the two that comes to mind, um, and not to say the others were less down or not or anything like that, it's not a prioritise any one of the other, but I think in regards to how the conversation developed and the stuff, the things that we talked about were quite... Um, mind-blowing in a in, in a sense and it allowed me to really think so I think the first I'll, I'll take two um and the first one is one that we host collectively and that was around race race mm. week when we got Deborah and Natasha on to talk about yeah. their experiences growing up in South Africa um and the dynamics that were happening in South Africa when they were being raised but also the colorism and the racism that they're experiencing, even looking visibly um, white. So I think from that conversation, it allowed me to look at race in a very different way mm. um, and change my perspective as to what society deem as um as as being racist but also what society has defined racist to be and we we think a lot about racism in terms of 
white and black issues, yeah. um, mainly the white um, impact in black people. But there are so many layers within that that yeah. we perhaps don't really delve into as much or don't bring to the forefront, which does cause a lot of pain, anger and hurt, especially when you then go into places where you feel that you should be a part of a one community, but because you don't quite look like that community, you become excluded and then you equally don't fit in another community that perhaps you look more like and still get excluded because they know your background. So it was just a very interesting to to hear their stories yeah. and move into the UK and what that experience was like for them. Mm. Um, and secondly, probably one of my um, more intriguing conversations was with Moti, the airport guy. I think that conversation, I was just sitting there in awe, um, seeing, you know, where he came from and where he is now and the purpose and mission behind him showing the behind the scenes of um, Heathrow Airport and mm. how he even got through it. Um, the journey that took, the nose yeah. that he's had and the perseverance that he then took on after. And now he's so motivational, so impactful for people around his age and younger and aspiring to to become who they really want to be, no matter what their background or their, their status or whatever that may be. So um, that conversation resonated with me a lot in terms yeah. of purpose in terms of growth yeah um and yeah it, I was just I was just sat there and I'm just like this is amazing if anyone's having a bad day they need to listen to that conversation because I was so inspired and so fueled by mm. the conversation and his strategies in overcoming um barriers and challenges mm. it was just amazing and then hearing all about the cool stuff he does at the airport that we don't see on a day-to-day -day. No. i still follow him on social media so i'm just like you know when i visit it heathrow i hope i get a special tour i hope you're listening moti <laughs> <laughs> i mean what else are these great connections for if not to get these perks along the way right <laughs> but I so yeah with you. yeah those were such they were powerful conversations i think like mm. you said if if i wasn't even thinking of that conversation for us to think about the ones that stood out for me, but you're absolutely right. I think the conversation between Deborah and Natasha, the two sisters who looked mm -hmm. so comparatively different, one literally had very white appearance, mm -hmm. you know, very fair skin, uh, bright green eyes and kind of blondish hair. And the mm -hmm. other who looked very dark, potentially darker than I am with straight mm -hmm. black hair. And to listen to like what daily life is like in an environment where firstly racism is legalized how mm. people's value was determined by that in we can talk about how the media might do that or how society yeah. has done that over time you know coming with the curtails of you know colonial you know yeah kind of issues that we talk really commonly here about in in the uk now mm. or rather there's more of a platform people will come to us to talk about it yeah um, listening to actually the depths of what they had to experience amongst own family members this is, mm. this is a different level um, and the psychological impact of that, which I yeah. don't think we've we've really gone into so much, and I, I'm sure we'll mm. develop, we'll probably 
develop further conversations about this as, as things go on here mm -hmm. at Keaton Connect. Yeah. Because people don't realize the psychological impact of what, what that does to a person's individuality, mm. their sense of identity, yeah. their sense of purpose, mm. their sense of actually where can I go in life, finding a place. And as human beings, we know that we're not islands. We also know that mm. we need people. It's just part of, if yeah. you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm. there's some fundamental things there. These issues, how they impact these basic needs within individuals who are suffering or on the other side of marginalization is a hot, yeah. it, it, it blew my mind having to consider that in that conversation. Yeah. They're not binary things that are external or, or, or far removed. This is really mm -hmm. what's happening internally for people and how those experiences when they've been growing up in environments where that's a very extreme example, but I imagine there mm -hmm. are many different stories all over the world that have their own extremes that are different to what we experience here in the UK when it comes to issues of discussing race. Yeah. Just we can. I don't think we can ever become comfortable thinking that we can put these issues in a box and think that we've no. considered all Dealt of the that are going into it. Um, mm. And it really, I think, for me, I think it drives more about the purpose of what we're doing in terms of make, making 100%. sure that we are doing our bit with not just changing the narrative, but keeping it alive in a way that is mm. open need to consider it's not just going to be this one word because i think that's when people get into the fatigue stage don't they yeah yeah that's a dangerous place to be yeah um, because they feel like they've done everything that they needed to do and nothing's be nothing's happening and so you you go through this phase of diversity fatigue and i think that's where perhaps the, that is where the momentum needs to kick in really yeah. in terms of really making change and advocating for change or doing something different if it's not working that way try something different and we continue yeah. to evolve and um change our strategy because as we know within society things things transform things change right. we evolve. have to keep up with yeah. that and evolve and we have to keep up with that we can't you know still put the same methods that we've done 10 years ago and expect it yeah. to work now yeah so it's all about understanding the context the environment and how things are being transformed on a day-to-day -day basis um and i think that's how we get to a place of sustainable change and overcome diversity fatigue mm -hmm. by finding new ways and tackling um new challenges or even old challenges with a new perspective mm -hmm. so yeah. but yeah going back to you what were your favorite conversations Oh, oh I mean, you, you got gold with that first one. Like you set the bar quite high. But like you said, <laughs> I think every single conversation that we've had a chance to engage with has been a huge privilege because I think I haven't come from one thinking I've not learned something really important or my mindset mm. has not been shifted in some way. And I think every single one of those conversations has impacted me in that way in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. But mm. I think if there have been some very defining kind of standout episodes, I would say mm. for me, discussing um barnaby winter the brown bucket mm. guy uh and and literally he took allyship to a whole different level for me mm. as to what that could look like supporting um you know a, a business partner who comes from afro-caribbean background and really emphasizing giving room and space for her to be mobilized in doing her mm. amazing you know thing that she knows that she's kind of skilled to do but also he mm. gave room realizing the impact of it's not just yeah. about this isolated thing of what she's capable of doing she's having to do this in lieu of you know other mental health mm. issues and challenges and how many mm. times you know we 
because that's not something that's always on the surface that's visible for us when we're thinking mm. about applying for jobs or, you know, in career or on the career path or in, in business or mm. in the marketplace in any shape or form. But actually, maybe we need to be doing that a lot more and we need the allyship of others around who don't yeah. necessarily have who have not necessarily had the same trauma experiences, but they have mm -hmm. the education and the empathy to try to create space for that yeah. in a way of understanding. And I think seeing that on display just within his life, what he mm. has done over, not just a, it wasn't a one and done thing either. He has dedicated mm. his life to creating space for this, realizing if I'm yeah. going to be fully committed to what I do in my work, I need to understand the people that I'm working alongside. Yeah. And I think that really blew my mind seeing as to what, for the first time what allyship could look like in that way um mm. and what i love is the fact he's like look i'm no one overly special i don't even have like a huge you know coming from a background where i've had like multicultural input or anything. it's like i grew up in the cotswold in a village my whole life this is not something <laughs> that was always there so it's going to be easy for me to yeah. decision into that space of allyship with communities that are very different to me no this is something yeah. i'm just going to turn up I'm just going to have mm. conversations like correct me if I'm wrong uh you know mm. show me what it's like to be in your shoes one day and and they're not only like like turning up at helping her in times of really really great need and I I think yeah. that really blew my mind and, and and I think when you are encountering people like that it automatically mm. puts the onus on being in the spotlight and you it makes you examine yourself and I was just like yeah. I thought I was a supportive person to people that are different to me but actually, there are so many ways in which that could look like. And I think meeting Barnaby and engaging with that conversation really highlighted, actually, this has blown out my world of comprehension as to what that could be in such a mm. wonderful way. Um, yeah. So I think as an as, on the individual conversations that I've engaged with so much, I think mm. that really impacted me in a way that I didn't think I was expecting. But I was really mm. great and humbled to have had the opportunity to to kind of engage with someone that was living the allyship walk and not talking about it because this is where i think yeah you know, going back to what we're talking about diversity fatigue we've ticked the boxes and i think the next conversation that i think really stood out for me and i think this kind of ties together with what you said there's diversity fatigue we think we've ticked all the boxes we think we've done all we can we've had all the conversations mm -hmm. and then it's about meeting people that are living it like barnaby but then going further mm -hmm. it's being introduced to someone like dr tony malone who we also had recently on our on our, yeah. our platform showing me that the way to do that is actually through genuine friendship mm. and this this blew me out the water even further about <laughs> what we do because a lot yeah. of people you can set there's research isn't there like we yeah would, like for people that don't know Ivelka is is doing her master's with regards to diversity and inclusion and cultural studies <laughs> like you are in, encountering research so much yeah. with regard to this and we can stick to talking about you know, words on black and white on a piece of paper, or we're in a mm. in a seminar room and we're discussing people's lives and discussing these elements and these nuances and mm -hmm. these genres and categories of what's happening with DNI as a, as an overall bracket and you know banner. Mm. Yeah. But the reality is, that like, in order for us to really impact the change that we say that we're so passionate about moving forward with Keys to Connect, is the genuine people behind. It. And the only way to get there is to bridge those gaps through actual friendship and connection. Yeah. Um, so yeah. all that to say is these conversations that I feel like that have really impacted me are the ones that continue to reiterate that in order for us to move forward, it's that genuine relationship and connection where our differences of identity um, and backgrounds and diversities mm. and all these other things that that make us distinctive, mm. the way in order to bridge the gaps that we can all function together 
and be useful yeah. to each other and be helpful to each other not yeah. because we need something and it doesn't have to be a contentious space you know mm -hmm. the whole us and them thing and it doesn't have to be yeah. like that it's going to be through genuine friendship are we actually really going to care about this person's well like can mm -hmm. i turn up for you just because i care about you not because we're not yeah. quite in the same boxes do you know what I mean? yeah I no like totally <laughs> no i think yeah i think i totally agree and I, I really enjoyed listening to their conversations and hearing their thoughts and their own journey and navigating that and how they've approached it in that sense in that sense yeah. as well um with dr tony malone the friendship thing is it, it, it might seem as if it's something small that we do all the time but huge I, I don't think we 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 know the impact that it really can have in yeah. you know advocating for change and being that ally from Barnaby and really getting to know people and understanding that you know there there are challenges that we all face it's yeah. it's not equal and there needs to be a way in which we can do um, equity and have yeah. equity within right. all of that. And only through understanding, acknowledgement, um, friendship, we can do that. And even acceptance. And it's not acceptance to be, I, I need to be right or, or whatever it is. It's more of accepting yeah. someone as who they are, their authentic yeah. selves. So I, I genuinely think um, those conversations, they might seem quite basic. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. You know that. Mm. The impact it really has once it's done or once it's approached in the right way, that's going to initiate change. Um, yeah. It's going to be so much, so, so much more beneficial. And I was even having, I was on LinkedIn even earlier today and I saw one of my... Um, colleagues from a different um kind of arena and she was talking about she was advocating for change and she was talking about someone from the lgbtq community and meeting friends who are part of that community and they were telling them they were telling her about the struggles and the challenges they have mm. and she spoke to this to another friend and the friend said, why do you always have to raise the flag? And it's just like, because there are people out there who are being hurt, who are being ridiculed, discriminated against because of who they are. And of course, as an ally, I want to be able to advocate for change and ensure that they're not, they don't feel like they're in a space or an environmental world that is not conducive to them or to, to what they want to do in life or anything like that. And I found it quite, I, I did comment on it because I thought it was just like, there are some people out there who genuinely don't believe that we should be advocating for others. And it's more of a them, us versus them kind of mentality. And that's what these conversations that we've had and we, we will continue to have with the, like the likes of Barnaby and, um, Dr. Tony Malone in how do we break those barriers down? Because it's not an us versus them, it's, you know, us together and working mm. cohesively um, mm. as one mm. community. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. And I think I really look forward to the other conversations that are upcoming and the conversations to come in the future. And yeah. I think 
overall, all of the conversations that we've had on this podcast has been so impactful. So, um, what's the word? I, I would, I genuinely feel that it's definitely given or perhaps even helped people to kind of navigate certain issues or learn something new. I've had people who come to me and say, this podcast was amazing. I didn't know this or I didn't know that. Um, I really like that speaker. And for me, that's really, really um, humbling. And it's just, it's good to know that we, we have inspired or empowered or even educated someone to think differently or do something differently Mm. or or perhaps even um, make a change on their own. Yeah, exactly. So, it's it's and I think it's worth it I think even mm. for, for that, if, if we've given or created an opportunity for someone to think in a different way about an issue that's kind of covered in some of the topics we have mm. explored on the platform is really encouraging to hear and 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 this is what it's for you know this is yeah. what it's for it's, well selfishly it's also for us um <laughs> we we I'm do enjoy about, these conversations it's these are real life stories yeah. we're not talking about it from a textbook and we're not talking no. about it from something that's far removed and doesn't mm-hmm. impact everybody somehow but mm-hmm. because it's humans and because of human complexity that will always matter that will always be yeah. something that we need to be turning up for because if it's not them then it's going to be us mm-hmm. and if it's not mm-hmm. us then you know, and, and if it's not now, then when? I know that's a very yeah. old Jewish proverb, but like, that's so true. It's mm, really so true. Yeah. Um, so, I'm excited to yeah, see how those things develop. But there's some too. other exciting things happening. I think we need to talk about where <laughs> it is that our co-founder and managing director of Keisha Connect will be later this year <laughs> and what she will be doing. Take it away. <laughs> well, um... well. <laughs> We've been working on stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have. We've been working on stuff. But yes, so for those of you that are not aware, um, I actually moved to the UK about almost, it's coming up to 11 years ago now. I'm originally from a tiny little island called Anguilla in the Caribbean, West Indian to the bone. Um, (laughs) And since I left, I haven't returned and Mm. not even to visit. So it's been a confusing journey, um, but it's also been quite, quite amazing at the same time. And even though there are times whereby I really wanted to go back home to visit my family, see my friends, it just seemed like the timing wasn't right everything happened it was barrier after barrier um every year it was just like oh it's not gonna happen this year it's not gonna happen this year so it just felt like a compounding effect of when am I ever gonna get the chance to go home until now (laughs) so I am actually going back in August and I'll be spending the month in August on my island um and whilst I'm there we have put together an event which I am so excited to host um, and put together and working with some of the governmental bodies back home to make this event a success especially the Department of Youth and Culture so we are launching or about to host and put together a 
youth conference um, that's taking place mid-August. Mm. And it's all about empowerment. Um, specifically, we have key areas in terms of mental health, mindset and growth, personal development and employability, which mm. my expertise from what I've learned over the years. So, yeah, it's going to be a two day conference workshop event where we're inviting the young people of Anguilla to come along have fun, learn something new, engage with people that they perhaps don't engage with on a day-to-day basis. I know they are in a small, but we still, (laughs) it's conducive to- The reach is very far. It is. So we're just bringing everyone together to Mm. learn something. And for me, this this was something that has been in my heart and I really wanted to do. And the fact that I now have the opportunity to do it, but more so have the expertise and the knowledge that I can give back to my home country. It feels like such a privilege. So I've done a lot of growing over the years. Um, I've done a lot of growth emotionally as well. I've grown as a person, not just career wise, but throughout all of that growth, I think now is the time that I can, afford to give back because I actually have something to give mm. and it's for me I'm, I'm really excited so yeah two-day conference in Anguilla um inviting all the young people more details will be shared um in the coming days we have a great lineup of speakers um who will be attending we'll have refreshments there'll be food there will be giveaways that will be happening as well um and it's just going to be such a good atmosphere and don't forget there will be music because i was gonna say i mean if we're going to be there please tell me (laughs) there will be some music so it's going to be a wonderful event and what a time it is to do it when the young people are off from school Mm. there is a lot of youth activities happening as well um it's just going to to have such a great vibe about it and I hope that we we inspire at least one or two people to think beyond um for in in terms of their capability and reach for the stars inspiring them all because this random lady (laughs) is coming back to Anguilla to host this (laughs) event and I it's been such a privilege that and I think again this goes to connections the connections that Mm. we have through genuine, you know, relationship has mm-hmm. really opened the opportunity here for what's going to be taking place in Anguilla. And again, this really, it bullseyes all of our kind of like objectives and our purpose and the impact that, mm-hmm. that we have as values here at Cohesion Connect and to see that we've got an opportunity to do that. This is miles away, miles and miles away from England. We're going international. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I think this is what's so important. And, and I think, for anybody that comes across this conversation, if you think that your reach is is like, where do I start? It's actually to look inwardly. It's to look, mm. what do I have in my hand already? And mm. literally just knock on the doors in terms of, look, I'm here to give something. And this is what we're here to do. Genuinely, we're here to impart or to give something, give back. How can we yeah. add value to what's happening in society and community? Because we believe in sustainable change. Mm. And the way to do that is actually to serve communities first. And, yeah. and that's been a big drive of what we are. So this opportunity coming our way has just been, it's just been incredible. I'm so, firstly, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. like 
just how much it is because it takes tenacity to say to the Department of Education and using culture of a, an entire nation say hi I'd like to come in and do something and just the support has been incredible and I think what they've yeah. seen is someone who wants to genuinely give back in a way mm. and I think don't underestimate that capacity if you really have got something mm. to give and share and you're going to build a society or build the next generation like Mm. do what you can you'll be surprised how many people are waiting and hoping for that and, and you yeah. won't be the person holding the keys for that as well who, who knows who knows but I think it's also important to note as well that a lot of young people of in Anguilla do move to the UK and I think there is there I, maybe it's just me but there is certainly a culture shock that you experience mm. um, from moving from such a tiny island to, yes, England is tiny, but to a Different. whole new world. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there <laughs> um, some like 15,000 people on the entire island? So yeah. like I think yeah, relatively, yeah. that's not even a comparison to the UK's island no. kind of life. <laughs> um, so I think there is there is kind of food for thought in terms of giving them the reality of what that could look like for them and how it is because it's not an easy journey you know uprooting your whole livelihood and moving you know across the world to somewhere different um but it for me I think it's it's important to give them my perspective I think and share with them my own journey in terms of how I've made it in terms of what worked well and what didn't mm. and for me personally I don't think maybe this is me being biased or or anything I'm being completely honest mm. but I don't think there is when you come from such a tiny island you feel like you don't know where your place is because everything else seems bigger when you move out of it and it's so hard to kind of come into a different country and make a way for yourself and I definitely felt and doubted myself throughout the whole school uni in terms of there were people that share the same background as me mm. but have lived here all of their life and they were they got opportunities that perhaps I never got and mm. coming to the UK at a you know I was in my mid-teens at the time it's you feel a little bit like you've taken a step back um, and you have to start all over again. So I think for me, it's as much as I love what I do here in the UK, especially with Cohesion Connect, I feel that it's very important for me to go back home and, you know, give back to my community and where it all started. Because mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be who I am today. So yeah, um, I'm just really excited. So look out for that that will be on our socials too there so will be exciting. videos and stuff um but yeah I'm really excited to kind of announce that and share that with our audience <laughs> incredible I'm so happy um I think again not to give too much away there's lots of other up-and-coming projects as well yeah. so stay tuned um things that really kind of align with our values uh things so that you want to really give them a little bit of a sneak peek. I think the best person to do that would be you but I for me perfectly personally are on the reserve side in terms of <laughs> hoping to see kind of some written works kind of you know into get into kind of completion and hopefully at release by hopefully in the next couple of months would be really really good 
Um, mm. I know we've got other projects in the pipeline, which I'm reluctant to speak about, but I'm so excited about it because <laughs> I think this is really going to put into motion for the greater impact opportunity yeah. with kind of putting in in, a, in something that we're going to be able to share on a much wider scale and have more accessibility yeah. to helping more people in the workplace that care about these values, care about their workers, care about not just sustainable change, but growth. What can we mm. do with actually, you know, you know, maximizing all of the potential of the, the great kind of assets we have, which assets are really the people, not just what they yeah. produce. And if we yeah. can, what we're trying to do with what we're trying to to build together in this this next project really kind of leans towards that. What can we do to get the best out of people? And mm. I'm excited about it. I don't want to say any more <laughs> without giving any more, but I think that's my best way to describe it. Just to keep, yeah, thank you to everybody that's just been with us on the journey consistently. Yeah. Keep, keep us in your thoughts um, yeah. uh, and, and just keep, keep just staying attuned because we, we can't wait to share it with you. We really can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like now we are definitely getting to a routine of things. Um, we're getting used to these projects. And I think after one project completes, it's just like, oh, my gosh, there's the next best thing or the, the next big thing. And mm. it's just constantly evolving. And I am so proud of where we are and how, how far we've come and the opportunities that we've had. And one thing that we didn't even talk about, but... It happened quite early on in the year was having opportunities to visit schools and actually speak yeah. to young people yeah. um and the opportunities to do that and I think you know for some for some people might feel like oh my gosh I know at times and I'm going to be honest and vulnerable here and Carla would know <laughs> like, are we are we even making progress like <laughs> I think now we've slowed down, like what's happening? Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden things shift and then stuff keeps flowing through. And yeah, it's it's been a journey, but mm. it took that small seed and it's starting to grow and blossom. And honestly, I couldn't have done it with any better person. So oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just talking to myself here <laughs> um, but I don't think I could have done it without the support of you as my business partner confidant friend I think building a business is hard and you know we hear it all the time yeah. and now we feel it it is hard so to have someone like yourself to even pick me up when I think Carla I don't know what's happening <laughs> like, I, I don't, don't know either we <laughs> <laughs> sometimes have a panic moment people uh, but yeah. it's fine we get there in the end but it, it's definitely rewarding to do it with someone and like you rightly said no one's an island and growing a business certainly isn't an island um, we work really hard to bring you the best and of everything that we do and as we've said a lot of the stuff that we do is quite purpose purpose driven and we don't take it lightly in terms of the things that we do do so yeah watch out Kahisha's Kahisha Connect is coming up um she's growing <laughs> she's blossoming she's evolving um and yeah great things to come any last minute perfect. thoughts perfect way to end and I concur with all that you said and I think looking at what Keisha Connect is becoming and I think I know we've spoken about the terminology already but isn't it so true 
things that really start from seeds seeds are so small but they've got capacity mm. to like grow forests and mm. i think we've i've never i know that we started as a seed and when it's in this kind of growing pushing through dirt and grime yeah. and soil to kind of rise to the surface to reach you know the mm. the potential it has it's no easy feat but i wouldn't mm. I wouldn't exchange that process for anything. Yeah. And I'm sure that anybody that comes across this conversation now or at a later point, hopefully be encouraged by that. If you feel that that's what it feels like for you, you're not alone. Uh, please let us know. Like, we need to shout out. Let's connect and talk about yes. it. Because, like we said, we're not islands. And even if you're doing something in a completely different kind of field than we are, this element mm. doesn't change because it's people trying to build stuff and everything mm. has a seed. And in that seed, it's actually really powerful because of its potential. Yeah. But we need each other to have it realized. We need, like Ivelka and I said, we, we're, we're blessed enough to have another person on this journey together in the mm. same boat. So when one of us is not feeling great, one of us can water the seed in the other person yeah. to allow that to grow for the next, to be ready, to be mobilized. When I'm tired, mm. somebody else can be there just to help push me or carry me over the next line and yeah. this is what the whole idea about connecting connecting yeah. and through conversations connecting with each yeah. other is really all about so yeah. I'm going to end on that note because I think thank you it is, <laughs> um, it is. But yeah, like just keep keep like watching watching Kahisha connect grow and connecting conversations grow and we're just so grateful for the community that wants to grow with us Certainly. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in, listening to our chit chat and our reflections, <laughs> what we've gotten up to, what we're doing, what we're about to do. So stay tuned and yeah, we'll see you soon. <laughs> thank you all. Mm -hmm.